Rocky Detweiler has always loved spending time in the Boise River, but a couple years back, he started noticing everything that was down below. You know, lost cell phones, car keys, sunglasses. Then one day, he dove down and found something that was so surprising and so valuable, it made Channel 6 news. Today on the show, we'll hear how this local hero became known as the Boise River Robin Hood. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. Rocky, welcome to CityCast Boise. I'm so excited to talk to you about your role as River Robin Hood. Thank you. Okay, so I need to know, how did you get started in this? Where where did this come from? So I've been diving really since I was a boy. Uh, I grew up on uh, in on a farm and we had um, ditches and ponds and they were dirty water. I mean, you couldn't see uh, an inch in front of you because there's dirty water, but I didn't really know much uh, else outside of uh, just growing up as a boy and loving being in the water. And so um, as I got older, every mountain stream, every river, every lake that I would come to, I'd pull over and I'd jump in. River Robin Hood, to answer your second question, how'd that come about? Well, I'm here in Boise and 2019. Okay. And I, there's a spot in the river and I dive down there one day and I can't believe what I'm seeing. Mm. I come up for some air, I go back down and I grab a prosthetic leg. Oh my gosh. I found all kinds of items in the river, Frankie, but I've never found or seen a prosthetic leg and very probably there's not many people in the world that have. Those are so expensive. Those are so, uh, yeah, those cost a lot of money and are obviously super valuable. This one that I found was $25,000. I went home and I'm thinking, what do I do with this thing? And I just got this idea like, well, you got to find the owner. So I did some research on prosthetic companies and I called them up and I said, listen, I'm a diver. I found a prosthetic leg in the river. He's like, you found what? I said, I found a prosthetic leg. And I said, I want to find the owner. Can you help me? He's like, yeah, yeah bring it in. And it's interesting because they pulled a serial number off of it. And then they contacted the individual. He called me. We um, I, at Channel 6 heard about this story. And they came down and met me and the dot and the gentleman who lost his leg hmm. and did a story on me. Mm-hmm. So the Steve Dent, who's with Channel Six, did this story, and he he says in the two minutes and thirty seconds that he did the video, he's like, "So I've lost my car keys, I've lost my wallet, I've lost my phone in the river. And when you lose something in the river, you don't get it back, right?" And then I come out of the water, but there's this guy, <laughs> and he finds things in the river and he gives them back to the people. He is the Boise River Robin Hood, and I thought, what? That's the coolest name ever. So I went right on and found YouTube, got YouTube and put River Robin Hood and designed a page. And and then a year later, and about July or so, I get a message on Messenger that another guy lost his prosthetic leg in the river. Oh, my god! And I jammed down to the river. Wow. While I'm headed to the river, about 10 minutes away, I, I'm, you know, I'm messaging the mom. And it was a big thing. Like, like, you know, if you were if you were a diver, you heard about this story because they were looking for someone to go find this prosthetic leg that this young man lost in the river. So I'm talking to her. I said, I'm on the river now. Can I talk to him? I need to know exactly where it is. I parked my vehicle. I'm running. 
it's by the Friendship Bridge. I get in the water, I find that I find this prosthetic leg, and it's right okay. during COVID. Okay, so sure, yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Talking an hour later, this um, young man, twenty two years old, he he's hobbling up on his crutches with one leg missing, and he's in tears. His mom's in mm. tears. I'm holding the leg. We have this big hug, and it's just like. It was just like an incredible moment. Listen, there's nothing more precious Mm -hmm. that you could give a person back ever than part of them, which is a leg that that they had lost. Hmm. So I would like, I think I'm the only person ever in the world to have found one, but yet two prosthetic legs and returned them. So that, and then I created a Facebook page. That's how River Robin Hood has uh, evolved. It makes sense that you would take that name that you heard the Channel Six, uh, you know, named you that, and then you said, "Ooh, that sounds that sounds that's about right. I'm going to make a Facebook yeah. page, a YouTube, and all of that." So you you suit up in a scuba suit. I'm just like imagining this. And you, what else? What else do you have with you when you are you're diving? Uh, how do you do, actually do this? You know, in the river, it's a little bit different than a pond or um, still waters. I don't wear fins in this river. Very seldom do I put fins on in this river because of, of what I'm doing, what I'm looking for. I'm not necessarily a snorkeler. I'm more of a diver. So I'm in the river. I'm to the side. I'm to the left. If I see something, I got to dive down. I have to use my feet to, you know, move across the river if it's if it's shallow enough to find what I'm looking for. But I wear a wetsuit, uh, a thin a thin neoprene wetsuit. Okay. Um, I carry a knife with me always, and I have gloves and, of course, my snorkel and mask. And and then I have a little pack around my waist, which I, you know, when I find something, um, I'm very mobile. So when I get in the river, I might get out of the river um, 200 yards down or a quarter mile or half mile down the river. What do you use? What do you use the knife for? What's that for? Yeah. Um, so the knife mainly is for um, like just yesterday I'm in the river and I didn't get tangled up in it because I felt it when I was diving, but it was um, fishing line. Mm. Yeah, fishing line could be real dangerous, sure. right? Because if you get around your leg, your foot, your ankle, your but the knife is to cut anything away that might be in the way. Also, I use it if I'm looking for something and it's wedged in between rocks, I can wedge that away. So I don't use it, you know, quite honestly, I use it very little, but it's there if I need it. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, this sounds like kind of dangerous work. It sounds, it sounds, yeah. oh, you know. Oh, it sure, yeah, sure it is. Because you're, in, first of all, you're in the water. Okay. Yep. And so many unknowns. Like on the Boise River, yeah, you have fishing line, you have um, limbs, you have branches that are in the water. And then on the side of the river, you have tree stumps. Exactly. You always have to be just really cautious. So, yeah, there's an absolute risk to doing, you know, what I do. Okay. So tell me about some of the typical items. I, I saw a video that you did just uh, put on Facebook a couple, a few days ago, and it was, it was car keys. It was sunglasses. I mean, what else? And and how many are you finding? <laughs> so I found, you know, scooters in the river. I pulled bikes out of the river. Um, I, I, you know, one of my favorite things to find is actually towels. It may sound a little bit weird, but I hmm. have like beach towels, big towels, like almost the size of a blanket. I love them. And I pull those out and they're hard to swim with. It's just kind of a, a weird thing. I, I love towels and they're all cleaned up and look great today. But I mean, on a consistent basis, I have um, I have a box filled with just glasses. I probably have 500. Wow. Right. Glass, just glasses. And I mean, everything from, you know, uh, you know, Nike to 
you know, Ray-Ban, Oakley's, I got all kinds. Uh, Maui Jim, the, the most expensive kind you can probably think of. I, I have 500 of these glasses. Wow. So glasses are something I find all the time. Uh, another thing I find continuously, I okay. find a lot of phones. I have, uh, right now, I probably have 15 phones that I can't, you know, I, I want to get to the owners, but if they don't have their medical ID in there, I can get them back to going through, you know, Verizon or T-Mobile and, and getting them back to the owner that way. That's one way to do it. Another way is Facebook. If I have their information, I can track them down that way. Those are things, car keys. So on one float the other day, just about two days ago, I found six phones, three car keys, you know, 10 pairs of glasses, and, and an ID with credit cards. Wow. So tell me, you've, you've mentioned how you reunite, generally speaking, through Facebook. So like if I float and I, I lose my phone and I don't realize it, uh, what do I do next? I go onto your Facebook page or Which I DM are, you. At, yeah, I'd ask you, where did you lose it at? And then specifics are really important. Oh, I lost it on the river about, a, you know, a quarter mile past BSU. Okay, um, big river, long river, wide river, deep in some areas. That is, that's not going to help me. I need specifics. <laughs> you need specifics. Like, okay, there was this tree branch, and we hit it. Our tube flipped over. Right there's where I lost my. I mean, those are really great. If it's in shallower water and it's current, most of the time it will not be there because mm. once it hits the water and there's a current, current will take it down. Sure, like that leg. The gentleman who lost his leg jumped off of the bridge behind Albertson's area, yep. and it floated almost a mile, almost three quarters of two, two, three quarters to almost a mile down the river before it finally wow. lodged up. So, yeah, it, 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 things get carried down the river quite quite frequently. I wonder, Rocky, do you, you know, this sounds like it's really complicated work. It can be. Do you charge people? Like if I say I've lost my iPhone and I think I lost it here, how does that actually work? Because I have so, now I have so many people that reach out to me. Um, I, I don't even know how many this season a lot. And, yeah. and I just like, this is not what I do for a profession. I was going to say, it's not your full-time job, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a professional at it, but it's not my full-time profession. And so I charge a small service fee and it really depends on where. So let me just share with you what that looks like. So, you know, and I live in Meridian. So I've got to drive to wherever you're telling me at on the river. And I have a pretty good idea from Barber Park to Ann Morrison. Every time I'm in the river, I'm not just floating, I'm working because I'm biting the current. I'm going down the river. If I see it and I miss it, I've got to get out of the river. I got to fight my way back up the river. On, and, and it's river rock. Yeah. Right? This isn't flat walking on right. cement up the river. I've got to fight a current going back up the river on river rock. And, and then I've got to get back in and remember where I saw that. I'll give you an example. I'm looking for a phone. Where Wherever she told me the phone was, it wasn't there. So a lot of the times that people just like, I think it's in this area and I'm out there spending an hour in the water and earlier in the season, earlier is any time really in July, it's cold. With a wetsuit, I can last maybe 45, maybe an hour. Sure. And then, if I, and then if I'm shivering, it'll take me two hours to get warm. So it's, it's a, I mean, and I'm working yeah. the entire time. But as I floated by, I saw this like turquoise credit card size something in the water and I'm like, okay, it's an ID or something, right? I just got a barrel. This is I'm close and by. So I get out of the river about 50 yards down because I got to fight my way over to the river. I have to walk back up the current on river rock up about, 
you know, 20 yards past that, get back in the river and then float back down. And I got to catch my breath. I'm looking for it. And it was on the bottom side of the river. So that, that means that there was a rock and it was on this side. So it was on coastal by, I couldn't see it 18 times, Frankie. Wow. I went up and back, <laughs> up and back, up and back. 18 times. Yeah. I mean, this is like really hard work. It can yeah. be. Dep- I mean, you just don't know how long it'll take and what you'll find yeah. and how long it takes. So do you, you have to yeah. park, you have to find parking, right? Get all sure. my gear out, right? I got to find a way to the river where they think they lost it at. And then mm-hmm. I've got to get in there and dive and you know, however many times and then back and forth until I, you know, hopefully find it. Yeah. And if it's not in that area and I've looked, you know, it's not there. It's down the river. Yeah. Or someone got it. Those right. are the options. Right. right. Those are the options. So so yeah, do you do you charge or is it I more do. like I charge? Yeah. And um, you know, I'm under a hundred bucks. Let's just say that. I'm under a hundred dollars. You don't do a, a scale of how difficult it was to find the item yeah, or something? Usually it's a scale, depending on where it is and what I have to pack in. So Defones, gosh, because my thought is they always they're they're not gonna work, right? But they do. Oh no, most of them work. The newer techie phones work. I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, you would be really surprised. Most of them work. Okay. And um, if the longer they stay in the water, sure. I found over time that they don't. But yeah, I mean, three years ago, I found phones and they were still working and those were an iPhone 13s. Okay. Okay. So if if you can get it fast enough, it might actually come back and, and work just fine. Yes. Same with iWatches. If there's a short window of time, then yes. Sure. Um, I'm sh- I'm guessing though, there's so many items. As you said, you have a whole box full of <laughs> like 500 sunglasses that you haven't been able to reunite. So what do you do with them? You just keep them? Do you ever wear them? Do you try out different sunglasses depending on the day? Like this right here, right? Yeah. I, I have. Oh, is that a, what is that? A Bluetooth speaker? It's a Bluetooth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I have three or four of those. I okay. found some small Zoom ones, right? I have three or four, uh, two or three of those. And, you know, and if they still work, I keep them, you know, I can't give them back because there's no sure. order. There's no attachment to who, who lost it in the river. Glasses. Again, I probably have 500 pairs of glasses at least probably thrown away another, you know, 50. But I, all the time, there's just stuff in there everywhere, uh, Frankie. I bet. So, so some of the stuff, if I can keep it, I do. I like it's a treat. I, I I love finding cool things in the river. It's just like I, I'm I'm addicted to it. I just love it. Anytime I can get in there and find something, it's like Christmas morning. <laughs> how uh, how many hours do you think you spend in the river in the summer every week? In the summer, I'm down there pretty much every day. So in July, mostly, I would say at least six to not to, to sometimes seven days a week, you know, you can, I can only handle so much because I'm not just floating. Right. I'm immersed. You're submerged. So you're, yeah. 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 So when I'm submerged under the water, my body temperature goes down and I can last for about an hour. So even on the triple digit heat days, because you're underwater, yes. <laughs> where's your favorite place in the river to dive, whether it's because you find a lot of stuff or because you just like it, it's pretty or it's interesting. Oh, that's a great question. You know, it's so interesting because this is such a great, such a cool river with so much personality to it and um, so many creative areas. I kind of found a new one yesterday. I mean, it was just so awesome, right? What I found. I'm like, man, I love this spot. But I mean, there, there must be four or five. I don't really have one. I have one that I can access pretty easy. It's in the park center area. I have another one um, that's down past BSU off 9th street. I have another one 
that's um, up above Park Center that's just absolutely fantastic. Um, I have another one below 9th Street. I have one, a couple at BSU. I have one by um, the zoo. All those in there are just super fun. Easy to, you know, not necessarily easy to access, but just really enjoyable. Um, whenever you get into, you know, a, a, the water that's really shallow sure, um, and the current's moving fast, it's just like it's not safe to snorkel um, because you're too low. You can't see rocks coming. Then you get into a place where, you know, where it's going faster. And I kind of have an idea, you know, what's in the water in pretty much the, the entire river. So I kind of know where the rocks are. But then there's a couple of really dangerous spots that are on the river that I just kind of stay away from because of pylons in the river. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell me advice after seeing so many people lose so many valuable <laughs> items all these years and all these summers. What advice do you have for people floating the Boise River? Listen, I'm going to give the advice, but I, I can tell you most people It won't matter. Um, but here's the advice. If you don't want to lose it, don't bring it to the river. Mm. If you don't want to lose your Oakleys, don't bring it to the river. If you don't want to lose your phone, don't bring it to the river. If you don't want to lose your watch, don't bring it to the river, right? If you have a bag, don't bring it to the river. So if you want to stay away from frustration and drama and challenges and stress in your life, don't take anything you want to lose to any water source or pack it on water ever. You just don't do it. Yeah. It's almost like the same, but a different refrain of pack it in, pack it out. Just don't pack it. Don't take if it I, at all. <laughs> if I can find it, I will do my very best human possible with all my ability and talent, skill and to get in that river and find something for someone. Rocky, what keeps you doing this? I mean, you clearly have so much passion for it, but like, uh, tell me, tell me why, because it's it sounds like hard work, but it also sounds like pretty rewarding too um, to to make sure that people get their their items back. I mean, it's just something amazing about being underwater um, that I just absolutely love, and there's this um, internal thing for me to to find something that you don't know if it's down there. And so I'm always on the hunt and I'm always looking, keeps my mind active. And, and besides I love swimming and it's a bit of a challenge. And so all those tied together, that's the reason I love it. It's just absolutely incredible. It's something special. Oh, well, this has been so much fun. I've had a great time talking with you, Rocky. Thank you so much for, for telling us about uh, River Robin Hood and uh, how, how to connect people with their, their items they may have lost in the river this summer. Yeah, and people can go to River Robin Hood on my Facebook, and I'd love for them to go to YouTube. I've seen all kinds of things, and I video those, and I have this doppelganger personality where I'm real quirky <laughs> and fun when people see me. and I, It's just, you know, it's cool. So I'd love people to, you know, subscribe or at least go to YouTube and check it out. One more thing before you head out. If you haven't floated the river yet, you have one more weekend to do so. The Boise River float season will come to an end on Labor Day. And if you lose something down there, well, now you know who to call. Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. Our music is by Up Is The Down Is The. The show is produced by Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. Our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter, and I'm Frankie Barnhill. And hey, we're growing our team. Are you passionate, curious, and opinionated about our home? Apply to be our podcast host. Check out the show notes for more info. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you then.